On this particular night in Fort Collins, Colorado was quaking with the spirit of rock and roll. Traffic backed up the highway for 12 miles all the way to Windsor. People were camping out throughout the city. The epicenter of all this excitement was Hughes Stadium, where the Rolling Stones were preparing to take the stage that night. Hi, my name is Katie Boland, and welcome to my podcast episode on rock and roll and controversies surrounding Colorado State University's former football arena, Hughes Stadium. The university built the stadium in 1968, and over its 50-year run, Hughes became the host of events, games, and concerts alike. In one such concert we will discuss in this podcast, Elton John got on the nerves of the Rolling Stones. Through football and the concerts at the stadium, Hughes brought crowds, notoriety, and change to the quiet city of Fort Collins. Let's dive in at the previously mentioned summer night of rock and roll. On July 20th, 1975, 40,000 fans packed into Hughes Stadium to see the Rolling Stones. When the band came to play at Hughes as a part of their 1975 Tour of America, they invited Elton John, another musical legend, to play with them. John, who was wearing a sparkly LA Dodgers outfit with his usual flair, was meant to only join in on the first song of the set, Honky Tonk Woman. But things did not happen the way they were supposed to. John, once again with his usual flair, instead remained on stage for a good majority of the concert. Eventually, even the fans in the audience began to tire of the artist's presence on the stage. Not surprisingly, the Rolling Stones rejected John's offer to take a helicopter to get barbecue after the show. This concert was one of three major rock concerts held at Hughes. The other artists that graced the stadium stage were the Beach Boys and Bob Dylan, accompanied by folk artist Joan Baez. Although these concerts were few and the time frame they fell in was brief, they really rocked the city of Fort Collins. Can you imagine a small agricultural community in Northern Colorado becoming the host of some of the biggest names in the age of rock and roll? If you feel surprised, you aren't the only one. The first time the Rolling Stones visited Fort Collins, they played at Hughes Stadium. After being told where they were going, the band allegedly asked, Fort what? This tells you what Fort Collins was like in the 1960s. The small agricultural community was little known outside of the state of Colorado. Although there are many unique attractions that bring Fort Collins' attention, having major artists come into play in the city certainly did not help hurt its notoriety. People came in from different cities, states, and technically, the Rolling Stones came in from a different country. The concerts at Hughes Stadium helped people from outside of Fort Collins learn about the city and brought us media attention. The city was changing in the 1960s. Both it and CSU were growing in name and number. The influx of students to the school coincided with a rise in its population. The college students brought a different culture to the city than the long-term inhabitants we used to, one that included rock and roll and lots of noise. While some embraced these changes, not all the city's inhabitants liked these new attributes. Even though Hughes Stadium is located several miles away from Colorado State University's campus, some of the area near the stadium is residential. The concerts brought along traffic, crop destruction, and noise complaints. After Bob Dylan's concert in 1976, a lawsuit ended Hughes' days as a rock mecca. The lawsuit was a symbol of the fact that, despite how Fort Collins was embracing the culture of a younger college-age crowd, 
some of the residents preferred the quiet rural city and how it was before. The noise ordinance was not the only controversy in Hughes' history. In fact, one of the major controversies surrounding the stadium arose after its closure. Imagine this. Your current or future school contacts you and asks for your input. They want to know what to spend funding on and offer you two choices. The first option is that the funding will go towards projects on campus, such as renovating some of the more rundown buildings and classrooms, creating more parking spaces, and maintaining the current facilities. The second option is that the funding can go towards constructing a new state-of-the-art sports facility for students, athletes, and alumni to use, and it's in a more convenient location than the previous facility. Which one would you choose? I'm sure that people support and have their justifications for both. Colorado State University chose to close down Hughes and to put money towards building a new football facility, Canvas Stadium, on campus. Just as with most decisions, the stadium received both support and criticism. For some, the new football stadium is a beacon, a way to attract more out-of-state players and students to a school that largely in-state students populate. Others, such as Aaron Nevada, a longtime resident of Fort Collins, believe the school could have spent money on internal projects, such as fixing up rundown classrooms that would benefit both current and future students. While Canvas Stadium may be new, the debate surrounding it is not. It goes all the way back to the 1960s and the growth of the popularity of Colorado State University. Should the city embrace the tides of change and the influx of students from outside Colorado and the cultural changes they bring, or should the school remain loyal to the local and agricultural roots? That is all I have for you in my podcast today. If you're interested in learning more about other historical places in Groven, Colorado, you can visit the rest of this podcast season. Thank you for listening.